to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. And welcome everybody, this is Man Up, spiritual oasis. For Men podcast, podcast number 181, hard to believe, and this is the No Church Answers Tour, and we're glad you're here, and where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas, so grab globe, spin it around, bang, find Texas, southeast side of Texas is Houston, southwest side of Houston is Sugarland, still in that COVID quarantine, uh, we are in undisclosed locations around Sugarland. Uh, we're not pastors, we're just regular guys, each of us on our own spiritual journey. And we feel, though, that all men are leaders, you know, leaders of your family, leaders at work, leaders in your church and community. But sometimes the lead dog needs to be fed and spiritually recharged, and that's why we're here. So whether you found us on uh, Facebook, SoundCloud, where we archive all of our podcasts, Apple Podcasts, our website, which is at www.man-upspiritualoasis.com or pray.com. We're glad you're joining us. Before we get started, I uh, just want to let you know what is coming up. Uh, we had a, a video shoot, and so uh, in a few weeks, we're going to be releasing that. So you'll get a chance to see what match our faces with our voices. But also, I just want to put a special thanks out to the panel and especially our producer Steve Titch. Yeah. As many of you know, I've had I've had some uh, medical issues, and the guys have all really stepped up. But also, producer Steve Titch has really stepped up. Not only produced, but hosted on occasion. And I, I can't tell you how appreciative I I am of that. And I hope that you out there have a support group like I have with the fellows here at Man Up. So. Uh, we are in the Connect 360. We do many different publications. This is a Baptist Way Press, Connect 360. It's called Living in the Spirit. And we are in uh, our 11th lesson. And so what I want to do is I want to, at this time, uh, go around the room and introduce our panel that we have here. I just want to start off with a world-class policy writer and a bit of a professional gambler. It's our pr- producer, Mr. Steve Titch. Yay, Steve. Steve. Thanks for the shout out, Bill. I, 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 it's no, no, I'm learning from the best here, so it's, yeah. it's no trouble to, to fill <laughs> Whoa, in. Whoa, that's good. Totally appreciate it. And uh, he's an attorney and also a prosecutor, so he could uh, defend you or throw the book at you. We call him the judge, Michael Cropper. Thank you, thank you. Oh, Mike. Mike. Thank you, yes, thank you. And we have a world-class corporate trainer and kind of the uh, group theologian, we call him the professor, Robert Koshu. Hey, Robert. Hey, good to have you, Robert. And my name is Bill Cox, and I'm basically a uh, work as a contractor, but basically a salesman, and I am a uh writer uh director kind of guy so and without any further ado want to go ahead and uh get in and get a brief overview of this particular lesson from the panel and start out with the 
producer Steve Titch. We're going to have fun in this one um, because this is one of the places in the Bible, certainly, maybe the most direct place where we're told not to get drunk, not to get drunk on wine. Uh, we're going to look at Ephesians chapter five, some verses there, but uh, the, 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 I don't even think the verse stops there. It doesn't. It's, it says, do not get drunk with wine. Uh, it goes on to say, instead, get filled with the Holy Spirit. And not only that, sing, dance, and generally celebrate one another's company and, uh, and praise God. This is this is great because uh, everybody has their favorite uh, hymns, songs, worship styles. I'm looking forward to talking about that. I'm talking, looking forward to talking about uh, what the author calls intoxication in the Holy Spirit. Michael Cropper. Yes, yes, Bill. I'm reading along with Steve there as he's telling, and he, he's absolutely right. The uh, the the scriptures we cover today uh, do tell you how to be happy and and do things in the Holy Spirit. And then I, I see at the end there, I, I know this is not our lesson, but it goes back to one we covered. Wives, submit yours to your own husbands. <laughs> <in the Lord. laughs> okay, guys. That's, Podcast folks, 140, that's please go check us out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was wondering because it did say be intoxicated with the spirit, not with the wine. And I'm thinking, wives, submit your submit to your husband anyway now for that let's go let's go real quick yeah this, this is a great set of scriptures again uh the context for it folks uh ephesians 5 is as as you know we've been if you've been reading along with us or if you've been reading uh or, or listening to us you know that paul gives directions back and forth he goes positive he goes negative um last week we looked at how we might grieve the whole spirit and paul packed a lot of do's and don'ts in those sentences, and he does throughout Ephesians. If any of you are familiar with the book of Ephesians, I called last week's the scriptures the man obsession because, or the man of lesson, because as Christian men, we are watched very carefully to see if we break any of the rules we are not supposed to do, or we fail to do any of the rules we are supposed to do, such as praying or reading the Bible. Now, with the many rules Paul tells us or tells the Ephesians to follow, Ephesians to follow, he interjects some strong commands with some suggestions on how to please God. For instance, in this set of scriptures, Ephesians 5, he starts out by telling us to be imitators of God and walk in love as Christ loved us and died for us. And then he changes direction. He turns the ping pong, ping pong ball the other way. And he says, don't even think about fornication, uncleanness, covetedness, uncleanness, but rather give thanks. Again, give thanks for the good things God has given you. Paul even addresses the company we are to keep. He says in verse 7, he tells Ephesians to refrain from socializing with idolaters, fornicators, and other persons who he has named previously in other verses. He says, because they can deceive you. This is very practical advice, folks, who you hang out with. And we tell our kids this, Why, by the way, too, as we're writing it, raising our children. Those people who you hang out with, if they're not the best of company, can deceive you with empty words, and, and they will suffer the wrath of God because they're sons of disobedience. That's verse 6. Paul again uses opposites to direct Ephesians, and he states that once you were darkness, but now you are light. Therefore, walk as children of light. 
before he addresses address today's text, which uh, Steve has covered, Paul Paul again instructs the Ephesians to walk circumspectly. That's wisely, with caution, prudently, discreetly, but not as fools, but be wise. And that's pretty harsh language, folks. And again, um, uh, the uh, a previous verse to what Steve referred to was verse 16 and redeeming the time. And, and, and Robert talked and I talked a little bit about using our time uh, before the podcast. I had called him on some questions. Uh, anyway, let's go to today's command from Paul and um, we will pass it over, I guess, to Robert at this time, right? Yeah, Professor. So two things in this particular lesson are really interesting. The, the first one, Steve alluded to already, and we will definitely talk about that, about what does it mean to be intoxicated or filled with the Holy Spirit in the sense of celebration? Um, it's going to be a great, I, I like that idea, and especially I like the fact we're going to talk a little bit about, about the uh, hymns, psalms, or psalms, hymns, and songs is the exact phrase we're going to use. And, and so that's going to be fun. The other thing I want to talk about a little bit is this is the verse that kind of sets up what John Maxwell causes in his 21 Laws of Leadership, the law of priority. And this these particular group of verses set that up for leaders. And that means for men, by the way, um, of, has a way to evaluate things and look at what you're doing in your life as you move on. Now, earlier, I do want to mention very, very quickly, you heard me kind of throw in when Mike talked about the earlier podcast, we talked about where women submit to your husbands. We did that. That was podcast 140. And Dr. Sandy Templeton came. We actually had a woman come and be on the Man Up podcast. It was kind of funny. But believe it or not, it was an even match because it took five of us to make up for one of her <laughs> yeah. as we went through the discussion. But I would tell everybody, if you haven't listened to that podcast by us, go listen to it. It is a great discussion it that is. is very, very relevant for today's time. So I encourage anybody to go listen back to that discussion. That I'm going to go ahead and uh, read the scripture and then we'll get into the uh, deep discussion. This <laughs> Ephesians 5, 15 through 20. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another with songs, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can I mention the message right there, Bill? Is that okay? If I, I read yes. that, that was okay. the Absolutely. new international version. <laughs> okay. If you, one of you have it, it I, I don't have to read it. If one of you else has it open, that's fine. If not, uh, I'll just mention it real quick. It says, uh, don't drink too much wine. That's obvious what, what the uh, scripture you read says, Bill. But that it says that cheapens your life. Drink the spirit of God. Now, it doesn't make a comment here. Huge droughts, D-R-A-U-G-H-T. Drink in huge droughts of him. Sing hymns instead of drinking songs, which I thought was very comical. Sing songs from your heart to Christ and sing praises over everything. Any excuse for a song to God, the Father, in the name of our Master, Jesus Christ. 
Okay. Thank you. Very cool. Very cool. Because this 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 section, the the translation varies across a number of a number of of editions. The uh, New American Standard Bible, which our our Connect three hundred and sixty uses, says, "Do not get drunk on wine, for that is dissipation." As opposed yeah. to debauchery, um, we read we read an earlier verse uh, where the chapter fifth um, verse fifteen, NIV makes a point of saying, "Live carefully. Be careful how you live." Um, going back to the King James version, it says, "Walk circumspectively," uh, right. or other other translations have "walk carefully," which. Uh, of course, it's somewhat metaphorical, but you could certainly understand that in the first century when you shared the roads with various animals, uh, horses, donkeys, other animals people used to travel on or, or, or pick wagons. This, you know, Bill, you were on a farm. I'm sure walking <laughs> right. carefully speaks well to you. <laughs> so, uh, right. But but oddly enough, the one the one that the one line that that kind of is common across all translations is "Do not get drunk." Well, and and okay, so so one of our apps that everyone that I like to recommend to people is Bible Gateway. Um, Kyle uses another one. I think he uses the Bible app, um, but I like it because you can jump translations. And I just like checking this translation. The message is one of my favorites, and I love what it has. But every now and then I find it very fun to go look at the Orthodox Jewish Bible. <laughs> just because it's totally different and it gives you some intriguing and in verse 18, this verse we're talking about, it actually says in the Orthodox Jewish Bible, and do not become a shicker with schnapps in which is disp what? dissipation, but be filled with the Ruash Hakadesh. Ruash Hakadash is basically the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but I love that sugar with snaps. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> As you look at it, do, do, let, 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 let me jump for a little bit because I want to have some time to talk I, I, about the celebration. Go ahead, Bill. <laughs> I do think that uh, implication here is uh, don't be full of yourself. Be real. Uh, be real in your faith. And that and that will come out of you naturally, as opposed with people that are intoxicated. Oftentimes, you find out if someone uh, uh, is full of rage and they hide well when they get intoxicated, they can't keep in anymore. Or, or they come out and, and sometimes you see the real them. And, and that's kind of what I think that uh, Paul's getting at uh, in this. I mean, don't don't fully yourself uh, as if someone who is uh, has too much wine, but be real, be real in your faith. That's a very real interpretation, Bill. I, 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 uh, I struggled over it because, as you guys know, if you look at the and I talked to Robert at this earlier, I kept reading in the scripture. It says it says be do not be intoxicated or drunk with wine, but be filled with the spirit. But I kept seeing the word intoxicate and I looked to the left. The name of our lesson is being intoxicated by the spirit. And that's where I got that, Robert. I kept thinking uh, <laughs> that, that's that's not a great metaphor. I don't know how you well, look well, at it. Well, it's and, cool that, that though Peterson in the message 
says instead of being filled with the Holy Spirit, drink the Holy Spirit in large oh, I know droughts. It. I know and droughts. you know, you get you see those yeah. those big mugs they have on Oktoberfest. I know. know. That's yeah. a really good comparison because because so when Mike called me, he's sitting there talking and I'm like, hang on, hang on, I gotta go dig some stuff. So I went and digged actually have okay, I'm a nerd. I've got the big huge there is something called a complete concordance where basically you can look up every English word, cross-reference it to its Greek word or Hebrew word if you're in the Old Testament, and then go look at the definitions. And the intoxication word that the, NA, that the New American Standard used literally means to get drunk, be wasted, be full of drink. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. The Greek word for the word that gets translated filled in the New American Standard it's kind of an overfilling, like Steve said. Think of the huge beer steins, or as Peterson said, the dr huge drought of it. Yeah. And so I think that's interesting. Now, the other word, what sent me down the Greek path earlier today, is because our author mentioned the word kairos, which is a infulfilled time. And so that's what got me to the priorities piece that I was looking at and looking at the law of priorities. And it literally put out there where if you look at it this way, verse 15 is telling us to analyze our lifestyle. So go look at what we do, what we're doing and how we do it. Verse 16 is utilize the present. So be ready for the present and what's going on with the present and what's there. And then verse 17 is telling us to prioritize what is important to us for the future. And so I think that's a great lesson when we look at it as men and as leaders to that we should always look at our lifestyle, prioritize what's important in the moment, and then prioritize what we need to for the future. And I think that's going to be a great discretion, discussion. Ah, I can't talk right after our break. You're listening to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. It's brought to you by Man Up Media. I'm Pastor Chris Busher, and hey, I know these guys. Their podcast is gritty, authentic, and unexpectedly funny. You can find them on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Facebook under Man Up, and all other podcasts are archived on SoundCloud and now even on Pray.com app. They're not pastors, but they're very reliable, regular guys, and that's why their No Church Answers tour movement is growing so fast. So for the Uncommon Man by Equally Uncommon Men, contact ManUp at www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now back to the podcast and fellows of ManUp. And welcome back. This is ManUp Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 181. And uh, intoxicated by the spirit, and continue on with that discussion, and uh, go back to our producer, Mr. Steve Titch. Well, this whole idea um, of do not get drunk on wine certainly, or it would include other substances as well, uh, and instead being filled with the Holy Spirit. You're not supposed to be dour. We're we're a we're a saved people, and. Paul is just driving this home here, and he drives it home in a lot of his letters. We, we, should, we should gather in fellowship. We should sing. We should dance. And, and he's not the only Bible author who talks about the importance of singing and dancing. 
uh, we have 150 psalms. Uh, King David's uh, playlist right there. Um, and we have, uh, going, going way back in the Old Testament, we have instances of, of uh, dancing, singing, um, right up through, through, the, through the time of Jesus. And celebration is really As important. As I recall, David yeah. got yelled at by one of his wives because he was out celebrating. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he didn't have any children either. <laughs> uh, but uh, but since, since Robert brought up, uh, brought up Maxwell, his, his go-to author, I'm going back to Richard Foster. Who, uh, hey, who he's is, one of mine too. <laughs> in celebration of discipline, celebration is a discipline. It's his last discipline, and Foster says that that's that's the whole reason we do the other disciplines. Just like a sports team or a or an athlete works at disciplining their sport, uh, working out every day, uh, throwing the football through the tire. Uh, getting everything nailed down. And then when they win the championship, it's a celebration. And that's, that's the payoff. And for, for Christians, the payoff is feeling closer to God and get closeness to God should be celebrated. So, um, and I don't know exactly what happened. Obviously, I, I, I'm going to kick it back to Bill because he's had an interesting faith journey. He's gone from Mennonite to Methodist, which are kind of more of the um, quiet, uh, quiet practicing Christians. Um, of course, I was in the Presbyterian church for a while, and they called called us as when we were Presbyterians the Frozen Chosen. Uh, the, the, Babylon, the Babylon Bee had a headline once: uh, "Motion lights, motion centers, lights turn off during." Presbyterian service, <laughs> and so. Uh, I, but on I the other hand, you have to. Pay, I know that, that that would happen. Yeah. <laughs> I know that that Bill's been in some charismatic services uh, where it's just the opposite, um, and of course, uh, I love gospel music. I, it's 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 that is so celebratory as well. So, Bill, it, yeah, tell, tell you're, me about you're, you're absolutely correct. Uh, you know, in my time when I was. DJ, I, I just enjoy uh, music and loud music as well, and loud worship music is is awesome as well. But it's it's kind of funny. I think it's uh, it's based on limits that people put on themselves. Uh, for example, the Mennonites, uh, no electricity, no cars, and wearing. Uh, black pants with white shirts that's pretty much the standards of Bill, practicing Mennonites except for the fact that my grandfather who was the Mennonite he had electricity he drove a car and he wore plaid and so so he was considered pretty wild for his day uh, and and pushed the boundaries Whereas nobody uh, nowadays thinks much of that, but uh, it, it still didn't dampen his enthusiasm and his commitment uh, to Christ and to Christianity. So, and I, I think it's based on what limits people put on themselves for that kind of thing. I think uh, Steve made great comments about singing and, and boy, you threw a bill, I apologize. 
Bill? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, uh, Steve was giving some great examples of how you celebrate the Lord and everything. And and, and, and so my, my take from what Steve said and what I've always believed, it, you know, you don't always walk into church happy on Sunday mornings. You don't always feel good about celebrating. What you do is do the practice. And Robert, you said as well, uh, you practice doing what you know to do, and that's praising God. You sing. You greet, uh, greet other Christians in a, a warm, kind manner. You don't always feel like saying, I feel great. But if you believe in the Lord and you trust the Lord and you're glad to be alive another day, you say, hey, I am great. It is good to see you. And you practice things which does uplift your spirit and lifts theirs as well. I, what what gets me happy and, and joyful, uh, and, and that's when I am a, I, I share how grateful I am for the mercy that God gave to me, and I, I think Paul refers that too, and that's you're you're happy because the Lord came to your life one way or another and directed you, and now we have the the we have redemption, we have the Holy Spirit guiding us. I have guys like you to 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 talk about and celebrate the Bible with, so. When I share God touched me and changed my life, which is to me is on the similar level that Steve was saying and Robert said, you you practice these things. And, and I want to add that you don't necessarily feel like doing it, but you do it and the joy will come afterward. The celebration will come after these things if you keep doing them. Excellent. Uh, professor. So it, it, discipline is all about doing things the way you're supposed to do it now. Yeah. I've seen my both. I've seen my kids. Both of my children did band, and they were in what was affectionately referred to as a show band. And I'm not talking UIL, whatever that is they do at UIL f during football season nonsense. For, for those of you, the UIL is the, pretty much the, the yeah. organization in Texas that governs the, just about yeah. all high school competition and everything. And and there are people they basically do concert music on a football field and put some kind of choreography to it that whatever um, our band was in the style of Southern university, Grambling state university. So the historically black colleges and universities, that's what we did. The high stepping dancing, moving, you know, and, and, and I would tell our kids, our kids hated concert season. And I would tell them you have to do concert season because you can't do the show and play bad music. Concert season is what gets you to the point where you can play good music so you can go do the show. And because they all love marching season. You know, it was fun for them to do that. Athletes, like Steve said, are the same way. You know, I can tell you what's killing my youngest son the most this year. He's part of the staff with the Green Bay Packers, but he's on the low end and it's COVID and all the good stuff. He's not at any game except home games. And that's really the only time he's actually with the team because of all the COVID restrictions that have been put on. That's not what he signed up for when he decided to move to Green Bay. You know, and so he's kind of missing that celebration, but he's doing the discipline that's part of it. Part of our Christian life is that discipline in the same way. Now, I'm going to talk about psalms or psalms, hymns, and songs. And because Steve said he wanted to talk about this, so I'm going to, I'll, I will kick us off on this. I have worshiped and felt God's presence with an organ playing How Great Thou Art. My wife is under explicit instructions 
to have that played at my funeral. <laughs> um, I love, love um, Rich Mullins' song Creed, where it's basically the Nicene and Apostles' Creed. Um, I Can Only Imagine by Mercy Me. Um, however, I can get down with Petra and Grave Robber and not of this world and, and get ready for it. But I can even do striper with a little bit of yellow and black attack and feel really good. Striper was a heavy metal rock band in the, in the mid to late eighties. So <laughs> my worship experience for music goes the gamut. And I think, I think we're called to worship in those ways. And, and I think that this might be a fun discussion for us to talk about the music a little bit as we go through. We have a great jazz band at, at Sugarland Baptist. And in part that is, and that is what I almost miss the most because uh, it is large enough that they cannot play on stage during service yet. Uh, and our own, our own uh, pastor of education actually has a trombone seat in that band, uh, uh, Davey Gibson. I love being in church on the Sundays where they play because yet you haven't heard Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee, which is set to Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, the fourth movement. Uh, you haven't heard Beethoven until you've heard Beethoven in Big Four Dixieland. And, uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they are, they are just great. And I love, I love, I love the, they, they bring jazz because, you know, the, 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 the kid, the kids who sit in a pew in front of me really start moving. They're having a good time. I'm kind of jamming around. And, uh, and I also love gospel music too. Um, that's, uh, it, it, that can be very, very rousing. In fact, you know, you want to talk about funerals. I, I do want a jazz funeral. I want I want everybody to walk out to when the saints go marching in, <laughs> because you know that's how it really should be. Yeah, I like uh, believe it or not, I like country and western. And I was listening to a uh, Michael M Michael Cropper. Yeah, I, I was listening to country and western. A, a statement regarding uh, pardon me a, a program that was honoring Brooks and Dunn and. And, and I've heard a lot of the country, country and Western singers, Vince Gill, I've heard uh, Alabama, I've heard them talk, and, and of course, Larry Gatlin, the others, they may sing country music, but their hearts, they state very clearly sometimes that they, they love the Lord. Country Western is their, their occupation, what they love to play and do, but many of them are just strong, strong Christians. Of course, the Oak Ridge Boys work were gospel back when I was a disc jockey, and uh, and then they went over to country and western for a while. So, so uh, yes, Robert, it's possible to see Lord in some of the songs that don't necessarily are not, are not gospel, if the people present lives dedicated to each other for husbands loving their wives, wives loving their husbands. Uh, I, I do love gospel music though because I was also a gospel disc jockey. And uh, and I agree with you, Steve. It's it's the message is so profound, and some of the music is the greatest in the world. I I, I don't think any of the other religions or the music of the other religions can touch many of her gospel hymns. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. We will be right back. 
You are listening to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. Originating out of Sugarland, Houston, Texas, USA, it's the faith-based man podcast that women enjoy too. Called authentic, timely, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been encouraging and entertaining audiences since 2016 and continues to be one of the fastest-growing shows in its segment. Want to book a speaker, show, or post a comment? Go to Man Up on Facebook or our website, www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now, back to the No Church Answers Tour and the Fellows of Man Up. Welcome back, everybody. Podcast number 181. Just wanted to uh, continue on with the discussion, Intoxicated by the Spirit. Uh, We're in Ephesians, and that's where our verses came from the scripture it was 5 15 through 20 talking about uh about songs uh songs of faith and how it affects and uh go back to uh michael cropper what you were talking about the uh, influence of christian music in country and western uh yes i was saying many of the uh i've heard heard uh, uh there's a program i don't have the link to send to you guys now but later send you a link there's a uh, there's a number of programs where the uh the country and western singers get together and they sing hymns and it's fantastic i saw like i said larry gatlin and uh, a number of other singers uh, of course uh, carrie underwood does a fabulous version of uh of uh how great they are, which Robert mentioned earlier, but yes, I, I, I that bring, that brings tears to my eyes, because I when when we hear this music and Steve, when we hear just even old hymns that my mother used to love, when I first heard them, when I first came to the Lord and and chose to follow the Lord, however you guys want to say it, I was 20 years old, and at that time I thought these these and and prior to that also I thought these hymns, boy. They're boring, but you know what? Boy, do we change as we get older. And uh, uh, like I said, it, it is no secret. There were a number of songs that my mother loved and now they bring tears to my eyes. So I, I, I think a lot of that is learning and, and experience serving God. Uh, the Holy Spirit does minister to us and he will bring um, gratitude to our hearts. He'll bring um praises to our hearts when we hear the music and 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 even as steve said you can go in and hear the jazz band play some music and just say this is phenomenal it makes you almost want to get up and dance in the church i don't think we would be appreciated for that though steve i like <laughs> the kids doing it there's the kids I, I doing say. <laughs> which is which is fun to watch and and we have a you know let we, our pastor says he loves to see the kids running through the church. <laughs> and, yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, I, I, to see that there's a, there's, I'm not going to, they're, they're back when, when we, because I, I, I generally, when I'm in church, I'm generally up in the balcony kind of center. So I can look down and off in the corner near on near, you know, just to the right of, of the, of the stage, probably out of really out of most of the eye line of the performers or the pastor, uh, a, a family comes in and they're in the, for the first part of the service because the kids leave about, about a third of the way through. But through those first hymns, there's a little girl down there who just dances her heart out to whatever's there, whatever they're doing. I, I've seen her. <laughs> <laughs> yes. well, and, 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 and that comes to a good point. So 
I actually, I'm going to pull a quote. It's a Bonhoeffer quote. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but he says, the fact that we do not speak it but sing it only expresses the fact that our spoken words are inadequate to express what we want to say, that the burden of our song goes far beyond all human words. Yet we do not hum a melody. We sing words of praise to God, words of thanksgiving, confession, and prayer. Thus, the music is completely the servant of the word. It elucidates the word and its mystery. And I was like, I read that when I was looking through this. This is from his book, Life Together. And I was like, that was just cool (laughs) when I read it, because I was like, that so expresses what worship should be when we're thinking about worship and song. And, And it's not a style of music. It's not what type of music it is. Although I'm going to confess, I saw our, our former pastor, Phil Leinberger, when the jazz band was playing, he was tapping his toes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. every time. And I, I'm kind of like Steve. I like the jazz band. And and in COVID, I flip, I've been on one or two feeds. So our church, I, I will help everybody. Bill, Bill always says we're traditional Baptist. Not really. Um, my church is, our church is probably my favorite church as far as music goes. And the reason is this, we do a very, very good blend. It is not uncommon for us to do a contemporary song that was written by Mercy Me or Rich Mullins or um, the guy that wrote, uh, can't think of the name of him. His name, uh, Michael W. Smith is one, another one. We've done a lot of his music. And followed by a traditional hymn and then we'd go do a traditional hymn that's been rearranged, like Steve said, you know, the, the you know, joyful, joyful, we adore thee to a Dixieland jazz band <laughs> type, yeah. type setting. So we have a very, we don't have a traditional music sense or a contemporary music sense. We really blend it together. And I really find that I like that because like Mike, you know, I find solace in those old hymns now that kind of like Mike, I used to kind of allow oh God, we're going to sing that one again, <laughs> Glory, <yeah. laughs> you know, but now I'm finding solace in it as I get older. And I think as we approach corporate worship nowadays, one, one thing that I am, one thing that I have a huge problem with that a lot of churches do that our church does not do, except for very young children is that there are churches, they have their children's church and the kids aren't in this service at all. And they have their youth church and the youth aren't in the service. And then they have their adult service where all the adults are. And some churches even split that up and they have a quote unquote traditional service and then a contemporary service. And I I think there's something to foster talks a lot about corporate worship is one of the disciplines being. And I think there's a lot to corporate worship when the church is together and that includes children I mean, we let our children go out part of the way through the sermon because our pastor is going to talk above their heads. So they go get his sermon basically broke down to their level where they can learn it. Our young adults, our teenagers, our older adults, I think there's something to all, all ages being in one service for worship. 
I just do. And I think that's something that we do well as a church. And that's something that I think more churches should do is worship together as a group and be together. What's, what's well, funny is that, that nothing, nothing touches off more discussion, heated, and you probably know this because you've been on some church committees, than music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To your point, the way our church works, and it's big, it's big enough and it has the talent enough. And a lot of times it's, it's because in, I've been in small churches where really it's a, it's a pianist and who can handle an organ and a, and a small choir. Uh, you kind of, you can kind of have, you can like the music. And if you don't like the hymn they're doing right now, just, you know, wait a few minutes, like a subway train, one you like will come along. <laughs> and so, <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> but getting back to the, uh, premise of, of this particular podcast intoxicated by the spirit, I think, I mean, yes, I agree with the, uh, with the music element. And, and I think it's, I mean, for me in particular, um, because I'm on the tech team, uh, it it tells me it gets me in the mood. It gets me in a receptive of the religious moment. It it blocks out the rest of the of the week for me, and it makes me think that. You know, I'm I'm in for a religious experience now, and, and that's kind of what the music does for me. Uh, I'm thinking about the uh, intoxicated by the spirit, though, and not supports the uh, and we for Thanksgiving provided uh, a little over a thousand meals not only the uh, the thanksgiving the provisions but also for meals for later on and and they they do about 375 a day uh of people down there but because of covid restrictions we've had to get things that we typically don't do instead of plates uh to go boxes uh things that are sealed like utensils plasticware um uh, that's that seal that and, and everything is uh, one serving, like one serving sugar, one serving salt and thing. And because of my infirmities and I appreciate the fellows uh, stepping up for me, uh, I've been able to drive the truck, but I haven't been able to do much more than that. And getting help from my wife, and my son and my daughter and you would expect people to think that it is a big hassle and it has been a big hassle but nobody complained and so that got me to thinking about intoxication of the spirit and the fact that when we got there and we were unloading everything there wasn't the complaints of being out of the ordinary and it was real joy in helping these people that are less fortunate. And it just made me think that <clears throat> like when you see people that are intoxicated, the real them comes out and it's almost as if 
it was oh, my truck was overloaded with provisions but we didn't get stopped we didn't it didn't rain on us i, I it was it was almost as if it was divine and it, there was joy there was joy in them receiving it in us doing it and i think that's part of being intoxicated in the spirit the cup runneth over that's, that's the idea you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to do this all the time. When we read these scriptures, guys, when we read these lessons, and it says, be filled with the Spirit, you think, you're thinking, and, and the way I get this is we're supposed to do this every, every moment of the day. We can't. You cannot do it. If you work uh, and have a job, a normal job, you cannot be filled with the Holy Spirit and talking and singing psalms, everything out loud if you're talking to other people on the telephone, your clients, Robert or, or Steve, whoever. So all this has to be put in practical perspective. And that's simply, I guess, when you have the time to do it, when you visit with other people, fellow Christians and whoever, you have to put in perspective. So once again, that's one of the subjects that I've, I've wanted to bring up is that simply from the way we read this, they indicate that you're supposed to do these things all the time. And folks, you cannot. You cannot be joyous, happy, sing praises. At least most of us can't. If we're in a type of job where we communicate with people, we go in front of crowds. Robert teaches. Uh, Bill, you have to meet with people uh, in your in your uh, construction work and everything. And Steve, of course, you have to write uh, notices or papers and whatever for the jobs. You Mike, you don't go out and sing your summations. <laughs> there you we go. To see that. You know, we don't no, go out and sing this. With a this. hat, <laughs> with a little straw That's right, Steve. That's good. I, I, I would like to see that. I really would. <laughs> Excellent. And with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, bring this uh, podcast to a close and get some quick takeaways from the panel and start with uh, our producer, Mr. Steve Titch. Yes, well. Uh, very briefly, I think uh, certainly you 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 can't be you know on you know celebrating all the time. It's just you just don't have the emotions for that. Uh, but there's room there's room in the faith for celebrations, good feeling, happiness, laughing. Are we are a we are a saved people? Uh, we should certainly act like it. Sometimes we. Uh, it's not that that taking your religion seriously means you've got to be dour and serious all the time. Uh, Jesus, Jesus joked. Jesus was ironic. The whole, all I'd say, all are you know the the modern Jewish humor that we are so familiar with that American comedy certainly is steeped in. It's all in the, the Old Testament. Um, you know, it's all the the most the the last shall be first, the first shall be last. Uh, the the odd man out, the 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 shepherd boy, eleventh in line, becomes the king. Um, this is this. There's there is a lot of humor in the Bible that has kind of lost over the ages. And going back to it, you it's it's very much discoverable. Uh, Robert does a youth. Uh, study on humor in the Bible. And certainly, um, if you remember the first century context for many of Jesus's parables, there is 
uh, certainly humor and a wink of the eye behind them. And uh, while all the while giving us a glimpse of the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven is a fun place. The kingdom of God is a fun place. It's going to be a grand place. Uh, you know, there's no, no harm in, no harm in celebration here. Uh, no harm in partying as long as it's, you know, kept, uh, uh, with, you know, with the, with, with the Lord in mind. Uh, take away from you, Michael Cropper. Yeah, Bill. Uh, I'll make sure I'm on. Uh, I was, after we've talked about sharing with the Holy Spirit, there are indications that a person is filled with the Spirit. You may not be able to sing praises and psalms to everybody or talk and uh, quote scriptures during your job, but you can focus on the Holy Spirit. And, and as uh, Steve, I think, mentioned, you can keep your mind, or maybe Robert mentioned, you can keep your mind filled with praising God whenever you don't have to uh, do your regular work. Now, what we see from other people and what we can see from our fellow Christians when we're working or when we meet with other people is their reflection of the Holy Spirit. And that's simply the fruits of the Spirit will be an indicator of a person who's serving the Lord or the gifts of the Spirit teaching uh, right now as in sharing as we're doing. Uh, those who indicate a, a life being filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's what this whole book about, and that's what this lesson is about that we're talking about now. So I want to remind you folks, if, if, if you're negative, if you feel negative, you had a bad day, uh, you had a uh, something go wrong that you didn't expect, uh, a, a way you can lift yourself out of that. You may be at home or you may be thinking, what am I going to do? Turn your face toward the Lord. Turn your thoughts toward God, whether it's singing as the guys have spoken or thinking of music that you like. Uh, think how grateful you are that God has, has given you your life, has saved you, has given you redemption. Focus on the things he's done. He's touched you. He's changed your life. And, and eventually, if you do that long enough, it will bring the joy and the celebration we're talking about. And no, we're not talking about being intoxicated with the Spirit. We're talking about celebrating, as Steve mentioned uh, before and Robert mentioned before. We're talking about uh, feeling the joy and the presence of God with us in the Holy Spirit. Professor. So thank you guys for teeing me up so awesomely. So Steve is right. A uh, great humor in the Bible. It is, as everyone is probably aware, the season of Advent. Last Sunday, if you're listening to this podcast, um, when it's released on December 2nd, no, December 1st, it will be, we will be in Advent season. Sunday, November 29th will be the start of Advent. Advent is the traditional start of the Christmas season. And if you really want to kick your Advent off right, go read Matthew chapter one. I'm going to read two very small excerpts from it. And if you've been with us for any length of time, you will catch both of them. So Matthew chapter one is basically the genealogy of Jesus and it goes through and so, and so, and so, and so, and so, and so, and then Solomon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Now, if anybody knows who Rahab is, Rahab is the prostitute who hid the spies of Israel. A great author, a friend of mine passed several years ago, Dr. Douglas Adams, taught at Pacific School of Religion, wrote a book called The Prostitute in the Family Tree. <laughs> it's just fantastic. Um, and then if you keep going down and then you get, and Jesse, the father of King David, 
David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife. And we all know her very affectionately as the woman who was good to look at while she was bathing on the roof of the palace called Bathsheba. So if you want to just, just go read through it and kind of really look at the names a little bit. Um, that's one of the setups I do when I do my youth class, because I just love to do that. The second thing is we talked about hymns and I am just going to read the first stanza and I will not sing because for good Lord's sake, the, the verse, the verse make a joyful noise was written very specifically for me. Um, o come, O come, Emmanuel and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the son of God appear. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel, shall come to thee, O Israel. That is really what we're waiting for is Emmanuel. And then lastly, I was doing a little research on Advent and I ran across this. I had never seen this before. And it's another Bonhoeffer quote, but I think it fits for this year. The celebration of Advent is possible only to those who are troubled in soul, who know themselves to be poor and imperfect, and who look forward to something greater to come. And if that is not the case for this year, 2020, to celebrate the season of Christ's birth, and as John 1.14 says, the word became flesh and made himself his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Christmas and Advent is preparing the way for Christmas for us to celebrate the coming of God into the world to redeem mankind. And I just want to encourage all of our listeners, take time during these four weeks to reflect on that and understand that there are better days ahead, no matter how bad your 2020 may have been. There are greater things and better days ahead for us. So enjoy the season of Advent as we come in. I'll find I'll find little fun things all throughout. I, I love Christmas. We're we're I'm gonna go pick Christmas decorations up and deck the house out Thursday and Friday since I'm in the middle of a 14-day quarantine because somebody tested positive in my circle. <laughs> so I am gonna have a lot of fun getting to decorate and doing some stuff. Thank you, Bill. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. On behalf of our producer, uh, Mr. Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, Robert Koshy, my name is Bill Cox, and we're on this No Church Answers tour, so whether you found us on Facebook, SoundCloud, where we archive all of our podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Pray.com, if you have a question or comment, you can go to our Facebook page, which is at Man-Up, or www.man-upspiritualoasis.com, our website, and post it there. And if you're still in quarantine and unable to attend a church, check out Sugarland Baptist Church streaming service. It's a traditional Baptist service on slbc.org and starts Sundays at 945. And when the quarantine is over, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. And why local? So you'll go. Go and participate and find a small group, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School class that you can join for discussions like this. And find that one that is uh, men only. And if there isn't one, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You've got answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. 
dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flame through to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.